Now would it be presumptuous of me to ask one small question? I should like to know how I am able to tell that virtue alone is unhappiness. Do I have this ability? Certainly you do. Just what is it that I'm able to tell? That virtue alone is happiness. Uh, true enough. I have known that for a long time. But my question was different. Where did I learn that virtue is unhappiness? You never learned such a thing. And I'm therefore unable to tell something? This will undermine my argument, Dick. If there's something he's unable to do, we can prove that he's both has and lacks ability. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. What are you saying, Mr. Lucas? You do not imagine that your omniscient friend has made a mistake. Just a moment. What makes you think that John is my friend? <laughs> oh, please don't interrupt, Mr. Sykes. Mr. Lucas was about to inform me how I can tell that virtue is unhappiness. I hope you do not grudge me this information. You're dodging my question. I'm not a match for one of you. No wonder if I dodge your combined onslaught. I'm not a T.H. Huxley, you know, and even he couldn't stand up against the intellectuals of the church who put up three objections to his theory of evolution for every one he disposed of, especially when they were aided by the scholars of a certain university, doubtless also intellectuals and as acute as their successors seem to be. It has needed the help of others, men like Huxley's Grand St. Julian, to consolidate the victory against such an opposition. Unfortunately, I have no grandson to stand by me. I'm interested in your analogy, Mr. Hempel. Perhaps you will tell me whether Sir Julian Huxley is your grandson. I really believe you ask all these questions because you grudge me the profit I might get from Mr. Lucas' intelligence. Still, it will be best to answer you. What is the answer to be? That Sir Julian is the grandson of T.H. Huxley, but not, so far as I know, any relation of mine. My wife, Diane, has English ancestors, but they are not Huxley's either. Did you say that your wife's name was... D yes, she is my daughter Toby's mother. Peter, my son, is Toby's half-brother. So that Peter both is and is not Toby's brother. My dear fellow, he is her half-brother. His mother was my first wife. Then your present wife is not a mother. She is not Peter's mother. Can one mother be different from a mother? Are you the same as a stone? <laughs> my present opinion is that I'm not, uh, though I suspect uh, that you may prove that I am. You are different from a stone. Certainly. Being different from one stone, you are not a stone. Or, to take another example, being different from one coin, you are not a coin. Yes. So your wife, being different from one mother, is not a mother. It appears that she is not. You see, if my mother is not a mother, then your wife, being different from one mother, is not a mother, and your daughter is motherless. <laughs> but doesn't the same apply to your mother? She is different from mine. Oh, no, she is not. She's the same? Precisely. I should hate to think that. But my mother is mine only, not all the world's. No. You seem to believe the same woman can both be and not be a mother. Yes, I do. How? She couldn't be tall or not tall, or human or not human, could she? No, but that's not what I mean. You're using a false analogy. It's ridiculous to suggest that your mother is everyone's. But true. Does everyone include animals? Everyone and everything. <laughs> and your father is everything's father? Yes. <laughs> then some of your father's children are fish. And your father's. <laughs> and you have calves and piglets and puppies for your brothers and sisters? You too. 
perhaps your father is a dog. Yes. So he's yours. You will soon see the truth of this if you will answer a few questions. Have you a dog? Yes. We have an old collie. Has he any puppies? Yes, there's a litter down the street, just like him. Are you sure he is their father? Mm, yes, we had him mated with the mother. You say he is your dog? He is. He is a father, and he is yours. Therefore, he is your father, and the puppies are your brother. Uh, let me ask you one more question. Do you beat this dog? I certainly do. <laughs> He's not so big as you. Then you beat your father. <laughs> I should far rather beat yours for producing such intelligent offspring. I should think he got about as much benefit from this intelligence of yours as he did from his letter of praise. He had indeed of much benefit, and nor of you. Nor yourself, perhaps. No, nor anyone. Tell me, Don, do you or do you not think it is a good thing for a sick man to take medicine when he wants it, or for a soldier to be out when he goes to the front? I do. Is this another of your conjuring tricks? Answer my questions and you will soon see. You admit that medicine is good for a sick man. Since one cannot have too much of a good thing, it will be prudent when the doctor pres prescribes castor oil to ship the patient a whole truckload. Very prudent, if he has a throat thirst like most graduate students in philosophy. And since weapons are a good thing in war, soldiers should carry as many rifles as they can hold. Excellent. An intelligent observer of world affairs like you, John, wouldn't dream of dissenting from such a sound proposal, would you? I, I have my doubts. What? Are you going to strip NATO bear? Do you think, Don, that the possession of wealth is a good thing? I surely do, and plenty of it. Large bank accounts all over the place? Yes, sir. You approve of money? I most certainly do. Then ought one not to have money all over the place? Wouldn't a really happy man make his mills of banknotes and have his fingernails and toenails plated with gold? Yes. In California, they make bathing suits out of dollar bills. They say a wealthy suitor will never make advances unless he can see the credentials. When you see a credential, do you get a sight of it? Certainly. So credentials have sight? Oh, yes, they can see a long way. What sort of things can they see? They, they don't see things, but of course there would be no warrant for inferring that they cannot therefore see. Ha! I think I caught you this time. If it were not a contradiction, I should almost say you had spoken without saying anything. Okay. Is it impossible to speak without saying anything? Unfortunately, yes. When you say nothing, is anything said? No, nothing. And when nothing is said, there is silence? Yes. And when there is silence, nothing speaks? You're right. But surely, Dick, everything is silent all the time. <laughs> then does everything talk? Some things do. I did not ask you that. I ask, is everything silent or does everything talk? Neither and both. Ha, oh, that'll stop you. <laughs> He's neither bothered and bewildered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.